TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 11 o'clock hour. It's Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Drew Nixon with you. We'll get to the conversation that will be all offseason around this football team and early next season and the history they will try to make, but... There was a little bit of news during the break in regards to what soon could be former Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. When I think of Jimmy Garoppolo, I think of a guy that's clearly taken some performance enhancers, don't you? Of course he's a cheater. So Adam Wasn't Schefter. Wasn't even good enough anyway, so he's got to start cheating. Old Jimmy G suspended for abusing the you know the uh, performance-enhancing so- drug system. So Jimmy Garoppolo, according to Adam Schefter, suspended two games violating the NFL's performance enhancing substance policy. The violation is related to him using a prescribed medication without having a valid therapeutic use exemption. So sounds like he's popping an Adderall. I mean, I, that's a pure <laughs> speculation by maybe, me. Yeah. But that description certainly sounds like a guy who took an Adderall. True. We used to have a segment called reckless speculation and that would, that would have <laughs> been the like sounder it, right there. Um, that that would have been the sounder. He can um, relive that saved by the bell episode when she's taking those caffeine pills before. Like the big test. Uh, Schefter goes on to say that Garoppolo will not appeal the two-game suspension. He will now miss the first two games of the 2024 season wherever he is playing, but is no longer expected to be in Las Vegas with the Raiders. According to his sources, uh, Garoppolo had a $11.5 million roster guarantee coming up. And even if they would have kept him or if they kept him because of the suspension, they wouldn't even have to pay him that anyway. So he's going to be a free agent that suspended the first two games. And yeah, it doesn't sound like this is like, performance enhancers in the way, uh, you know, we've talked about some athletes in sport. This truly sounds like it'd be a longer suspension than two games. Typically, if it were like, what else would it have been though? Where you up on steroids. I know you were like just somewhat joking, but like what else would it be that he, he was taking something he's not prescribed, but it's not a true enhancer. I mean, other than, but are they really busting people for Adderall in the NFL? uh, That seems silly too. Maybe because like, it's it's not a performance enhancer, but you got to think about like the focus into this. That could easily be yeah. something no, that I they actually test for. That they allow people, if you have a diagnosed reason to take it, yeah. to take in the NFL. But if you don't have a diagnosed reason reason to take it, that they don't let you take it without informing the NFL. But all I know is once again another Patriot caught cheating. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo tied into the rest of this. I've consistently and I've only been further proven more and more as time's gone on. He was always overrated. He's never been a good quarterback. Many players have had better careers than him. And we spent <laughs> way too much time talking Jimmy Garoppolo. I guess it'll be a backup somewhere. This is funny because like, I saw both. Who was it? I saw a guy over an NFL network this week was speculating that Russell Wilson might not have a job anywhere this year. 
that if he wanted a starting job, he would, that ain't happening. He'd need to go be a backup somewhere. I'm like, Ooh, hard times for Russ Wilson. If he's got to go find a backup job. Yeah. I don't know about the, the future of Russell Wilson. As far as Garoppolo goes, you might be right on the, uh, the Adderall or something like that in, in particular two games. Um, he hadn't played in New England, Cody, in like eight years. But I got you. I got you. Someone immediately giving the quotes from that Say by the Bell episode. I knew that was going to hit for somebody. That is a someone very else. specific <laughs> reference that someone uh, else says, some of you get. Someone else says it might have been the blue pill. Oh. Well, well I mean, he's 32, he years, he's, 30, for he's 32 years old. I mean, I guess it can happen. It happened to anybody, yeah. you know? He's, 30, he's 32. You never know. Didn't, he went on the date with the porn star, right, a couple years ago? That was he the whole did. thing. That was a big story at the time. He absolutely did. Uh, Stephen A. calls him porn star Jimmy. Someone said he's just getting ready for the enhanced games. Just give him time. <laughs> if you remember a couple of weeks ago when, what was it, Peter Thiel, who said he wanted to do an enhanced version of the Olympics where everybody mm. uses steroids. They need to add flag football now is what you're saying. To the I was going to say what uh, games are going to be in the enhanced games. By the way, we uh, we briefly talked about the flag football because there were a couple of people who were like, well, I don't think NFL players could just, it's a different kind of game. And then I watched C.J. Stroud throw a, fa- a pass in a flag football game that I guarantee you not a single other flag football player can throw. It was a dime rolling to his side 45 yards across his chest and he hit the guy in motion. I'm like, yeah, I think they'd be fine to play flag football if given the opportunity. You and I were asked about that at uh, Radio Row in Vegas. That was the uh, Sky News or something. We were interviewed by over in, in, yeah, in, I think in so. England. Oh, they, they, they asked you about that? They, yeah, that they was did. one of the questions they, they asked us about. Yeah, the, 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 yes. Uh, they they were, asked if I think they, they think 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 players interested. I actually, Sports. I actually think it was Sky News. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, but okay. it could have been BBC. I don't know. Um, and so, as uh, Cody he's giving these, gives me a look. Um, <laughs> I think if you're watching the, on the video stream. No, they asked us about could Mahomes play in the Olympics in 2026 and, and all that. And we were like, yeah, I think so. I think all of a sudden he could have, at that point, four-plus rings. And, and a gold medal? And a gold medal, sure. And and they were like, you know, the U.S. like has to win that, right? I'm like, well, yes. The U.S. cannot be like the, the, the dream team. I they, mean, would have, it, they would have to win the flag football gold medal. I assume if they let NFL players play in it, and I assume for, for every other sport across the country, they typically allow that for gold medal, and I think football would be uh, the same. I assume it would be exactly like when the NBA finally decided, like, you know what? No more of this, we're sending our college guys against your pro guys. We're not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. Here come the NBA players. That the U.S. will win gold by a lot Like, I'm not even sure how it would be particularly close, but here's the thing. We say that, but also anybody who can obtain dual citizenship, like Mark Tian playing for Team Canada, if you have any history of your family being from another country and can acquire those things, then there'll be NFL players who are U.S. citizens who play for other countries in the Olympics because they're too far down the depth chart to make the U.S. Except team. most of the quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know their exact lineage and yeah, everything, I but, like, yeah. but maj- I, I'm confident saying majority of them would not be able to do what you're describing. Yeah. So, therefore, the U.S. would be the best team. They'd be the best team in the in flag football Olympics. So no, again, beach won't even let them play basketball. I know. It's for a gold medal, guys. A little bit different. Like, soccer players who make you know, get offered a billion dollar contracts by that Saudi soccer league. I mean, make $500 million, make more than U S football players make are allowed to play for gold medals. I'll be nervous though. I'll be honest. Like at that point in 2026, Mahomes will be over 30 at that point, And he's playing in flag football Olympics. Yeah. I would be a little nervous. I would be a little nervous. I'll be honest, but I'm fine with it. 
but I, he would have every right to to go get a freaking gold medal, man, to add to his legacy, to say you got a gold medal. Put that next to the Lombardi Trophy, please. You are right, though, Cody. Nobody from Slovakia is keeping up with Tyreek Hill no. on a corner route. That poor guy. Going to get some, like, some minor up there trying to, like, Who's play press coverage who? against Devontae Adams and just get absolutely cooked. Who's a, who would be the U.S.'s biggest competition in, in 2026 flag football? Maybe Canada. Yeah, but guys playing the CFL doesn't mean they're all a bunch of Canadians playing in the CFL. I mean, they're, yeah, they're but like... Can, but Canada's not a bad one. From from a football popularity standpoint, no, I, I feel like Canada has I, the I'm best thinking chances it needs to be North getting, America or South America. I, I would think it would Aus- need to be like... I could see Australia just the, somehow the, oh, yeah, like the, the, the rugby, rugby tie-in. Uh, but again, football. it's flag football. You're not... Football's really big in the UK. If you could scrap together enough players that like the US version of Well, that, I know they maybe, could but. find players. I'm literally like, who would be the biggest competition? Because you're right. Canada's NFL's very... I mean, NFL's popular everywhere nowadays. But CFL's impressive, but... Just because it's the Canadian Football League doesn't mean the rosters are ninety percent Canadian either. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I one of the guys I did radio with a little bit in Boise, Idaho, Jared Zabransky or whatever, who was definitely not Canadian, played in the CFL for multiple years. Just because he played in the CFL doesn't mean you're Canadian. So anyway, I don't know. Look at now. Someone just... says Mexico won the women's flag football, mm. so maybe it'd be the same. Maybe somebody said if uh, you know if offensive line play actually mattered for flag football, American Samoa has pretty much an entire offensive line all put together, like in the league right now. And you're like, okay, well that counts for something. I'm looking at some of the players now. Like, <laughs> I guess Cairo Santos can kick for Brazil. Wait, hold on. Are we doing field goals in the flag football game? <laughs> Chase Claypool is Canadian. <laughs> Do we need? Can we just eliminate the field goals in flag football? What are we doing? Canada is the answer, by the way. Chubba Hubbard, Chase Claypool. There's quite a bit yeah. of like current NFL players who are Canadian. Like, you know, it's not in I'm, terms of NFL guys yeah. that are have that. Yeah. I would say like technically Nikhil Harry is from St. Vincent and he Canada. Sucks. He's got dual he sucks. So. <laughs> He's come on. Fine. John Mechie, the third Canadian Canada. Right, but right? Again, so like, again, I mean, those guys are put together a squad. Canada's number one those wide receiver. Those guys were great in Nikhil college. Harry. Those guys were great in college and in, in all that. But like, that's my point though, is like, if that's, that's the best they have to offer, just good mm. college players. Good luck. USA gold I'm medal 2026. Looking, I'll be honest. I'm still looking for the quarterback. Hold on. Brett Rippin. He's got some Canadian citizenship. Oh, a guy from, okay. Bo- from Boise State. Shout out Boise go. State. That's the only quarterback on this current Wikipedia list of uh, active players in the NFL, like directly from a foreign country. Do you think guys who play for the CFL would try to get that dual? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Again, it happen. They got two like, years to do it. Technically, Mark Tian, when born, didn't have dual citizenship. You can like the Olympics are weird because like you do go play for other countries sometime because your country doesn't have room for you, but. You are a good enough athlete that you can find these like loopholes. I don't know how it'll go when it gets that time, but it's also a pretty small roster though we're talking about here. Germany, I mean, by not, the way, also yeah. has a, a a pretty good list of like or just has like a, a longer list of active players. Yeah. That's partially because of that roster exemption that NFL teams currently get, where they don't count towards your practice squad if you roster them for I think it's like three years from another country. George Karloftis for Greece. He don't have, uh, I don't think Greece is going to qualify. George Karloftis <laughs> and Kyle Hamilton. Dude, they got a, Greece has got a defense. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to qualify as a country, though. I'm just letting you know. They got, a, they got a squad on defense to start. Kyle Hamilton and George Karloftis is a good start to your squad. No quarterback. Well, none of the countries have a quarterback. We just <laughs> looked that up. Only Canada has Brett Rippon. At least he started an NFL game, I think. That's true. Point. That's very true.
we'll see what happens in 2026 with uh, with the flag football Olympics and uh, who, who's actually quote unquote allowed to uh, allowed to play. We'll get to the trash of the day here in about five minutes or so. Uh, there continues to be more reaction uh, to uh, Kyle Shanahan and his decision in overtime, of course, to take the ball, not to kick the ball off in overtime and, and allowing the Chiefs to know what they needed. We know the Niners get the field goal and the Chiefs won it with the touchdown. If they would have kicked a field goal, the Niners would have got the ball back. And that seems to be the answer Kyle Shanahan is now sticking to, which is they were playing for the third possession the whole time. I think Kyle Shanahan's a hell of a head coach, but he botched this thing. Let's stop pretending that he didn't. He botched this thing. It doesn't mean he sucks as a head coach, but he botched it. There's no way when Patrick Mahomes is on the other side, that you should allow him to have four downs to move down the field and not have to worry about punting the football, which is what you did. This is where I draw. That's where I draw the line. He absolutely screwed up that decision. There's no doubt about it. The mic'd up audio in which the entire Chiefs sideline is, they want it. They want it. They can have it. It's theirs. And you're not factoring in the third possession because I'll be honest, I think 90%, and this is where the new NFL overtime rules for the playoffs because there's been so few, we don't know. 95% of teams would go for two after scoring a touchdown. If the first team scored a touchdown and you were lucky enough to go down and score a touchdown, 95% of the league would go for two. Because think about the alternative. You have two choices after you score a touchdown and it's tied in overtime. Either get to you get two yards and win the Super Bowl or kick the ball off, make sure there's no mistakes there. Stop them on defense outside of field goal range. Then get the ball yourself and then drive down the field into at least field goal range. Which of those two sounds like a better plan? That's where Kyle Shanahan looks stupid. But to say he's a bad coach is a huge mistake. The same as it was a mistake with Andy Reid. He has managed to get both Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo to the Super Bowl. He's lost them both. There's no doubt. Andy Reid got to four straight NFC title games, only managed to advance to one Super Bowl and lost that one too. He was not a bad coach. He was limited by his quarterback. That's where Kyle Shanahan is stuck. He is once again limited by his quarterback. Purdy is fine. He's a very good quarterback, probably. Hell, if he has a career that rivals that of Donovan McNabb, he's done a great job being in the NFL. He's not Patrick Mahomes or one of the five other quarterbacks in the league in which you can just bank your history on that. Kyle Shanahan's plan worked pretty well. He got himself a lead. He maintained a lead for a majority of the game. He got a lead late in that game. He just couldn't stop them defensively. I will say the one thing I don't understand about Kyle Shanahan and the entire Sean McVay tree is, have you seen how much less they keep defensive coordinators? They love to scapegoat a good defensive coordinator. Yeah, they just fired They run their Steve asses Wilkes. out of town, and that makes no sense to me. Steve Wilkes just got fired. We know Steve Wilkes had replaced Robert Sala, who got the head coaching job with the Jets a couple of years ago. And it seems weird, kind of a scapegoat. The, the defense, I don't think, was the problem uh, this season for San Francisco, yet they're getting rid of Steve Wilkes in this particular circumstance. But yeah, he, Kyle Shanahan did not evaluate the overtime rules properly. And it doesn't mean it's a guarantee that the chiefs were going to get a two point conversion and, and convert it. They were going to have to do that in, in his mind, right? If, if the, if it would have played out the way he was hoping, which is they were going to get a touchdown and then the chiefs would have got a touchdown and then they would have had the third possession and only need a field goal. I just think you have to also consider the quarterback on the other side. Like even if your logic, if you want to get behind the third possession thing, not when number 15's on the other side. We saw the yeah, reaction definitely. to the mic'd up stuff from Mahomes, even at the coin toss. He kind of was like... like he opened like, his oh, eyes oh, and they oh, said, oh, we'll okay. take the ball. He's like, okay, oh, fine. Oh, oh. And then like Travis Kelsey is like, let, let basically like, let them have the ball. They want the ball. 
that that worked out in Kansas City's favor. The players were were stunned. That's why we all know the Chiefs were prepared. Kyle Juszczyk was mic'd up uh, and was like, I didn't I didn't even know that was how that works. Like, if we score a touchdown, they get the ball back. I didn't even know it worked that way. Bad look. Yeah, I mean, I. But calling him a bad coach is stupid, right? He's not a bad coach. He's a great coach. He's just unfortunately running against the best coach in the NFL and the best quarterback in the NFL in a couple of Super Bowls. That's unfortunate. That goes back to the Michael Jordan thing. You can be a great coach in the NFL and still have this guy shut you down. Getting to two Super Bowls in five years and losing them both to the Chiefs, it's not good, but it doesn't make you bad at your job. Trash of the day. All right, so we were just all uh, on an airplane or two the last week or so, going to Vegas, coming back from Vegas. Uh, we did not fly on this particular airline, but I, I guess this is now something that could happen. So uh, I didn't put anything in the overhead compartment. I just had like a personal bag under the seat or whatever. Drew, I don't know if you guys had it. You had you, you tried to put a... I did try. Drew, Drew tried to have a, a carry-on that was way too big, and they, had to, they had to check it anyway, but that's fine. The reason why I bring it up, Drew, is because... When passengers opened an overhead compartment on a Delta flight from Amsterdam to Detroit, maggots fell onto disgusted <laughs> passengers from an overhead bin. This was actually midair. I was wondering when they, this was midair. The bugs had infested fish that a passenger stored in their carry-on luggage, according to reports. First, that guy's never two, allowed to fly again. Two hours. Who, like, we talk about fish Agreed. in a microwave in a workplace. This Ugh. man was putting fish in an overhead container? Agreed. Rotten fish. Oh, my gosh. Two hours into the eight-hour flight, this happened. So you're like, you know, you just want to take a shower immediately after having this happen to you. No, two hours into the flight. All my one passenger named Kelsey, I swear. <laughs> one named Kelsey tweeted in a since-deleted post about the flight from hell, which wound up being rerouted back to Europe. So they were like, oh, we're, we're you're two hours into a, a long flight. Day and they're how pissed off were people and they're gonna make me turn around because this guy got maggots all over the plane uh-huh the passengers whose suitcase was responsible for the disgusting debacle was detained the publication had the suitcase was designated to be burned <laughs> they just said we're burning we're burning <laughs> this thing throw it straight in the we incinerator are, here, i mean there's a photo of this um but just yeah someone packed up rotten fish why in newspaper like, I just, the airline did give travelers 8,000 free miles, hotel compensation, okay. and a $30 meal ticket in the event they were delayed That's overnight. That's it? $30? That's all I'm getting? The aircraft was taken out of service for a deep cleaning. Okay, so so wait. So I can get busted because I got like five ounces of shampoo, but this dude can bring rotten fish in? Uh-huh. What's the TSA doing? <laughs> How did they not catch that? Uh, I might be like, sir, sir. We're not going to let you bring this rotten fish the only, in today. The only Sorry. thing I've ever seen with this is with customs when you land. So, like, you, there are a lot of there are some international flights, not usually from Amsterdam, it's usually from other parts of the world, where people will bring fish and, and, and food back. You're allowed to bring it, but customs will check it. And if there are certain types of bugs, they will not, you know, you're not allowed not to bring it in it. because it can cause issues to agriculture, not necessarily maggots. I'm talking about, like, there's other types of yeah, bugs that can. flies yeah. and all that kind of thing. So they do check it. So you are allowed to bring it. But they, what? I mean, come on, man. Rotten fish with the mag. The smell had to have been awful. Now, whether there were maggots or not, the fact that someone brought a, you know, a raw fish. It, just go ahead and burn my suitcase, too. <laughs> I'll just take a check. Yeah. If my suitcase was anywhere near that guy, add it to the fire. Uh, Fire's cleansing. Just get that thing in there. I'll figure out some new clothes. Cut me a check for a few hundred dollars. Mm-mm. I don't want my bag anywhere near the maggot-infested one. I'm good. And you're also saying, Cody, that he needs to be banned from flying. Yes. Abs- that I'm yes. with you. The yes. second Agreed. you bring rotten fish onto the plane, that's it. You got to drive places now.
take a boat. You got to be like, you know, you got to get on like, you got to get on a big cruiser ship and come across. So did in a big steamer trunk, like it's the 1920s now. Yeah. They're not kidding when they say, you know, baggage may have shifted in the overhead bin. Be careful when opening because initially this thing was all wrapped up this fish and then clearly it shifted. So you open the bin and all of a sudden the fish, did the fish flop out as well? Uh, with the maggots? Why are you doing stuff on just airplanes? You're trying to prevent everybody from flying? Talking about doors flying off, oh, well, maggot-infested fish, it's, it's, lady peeing in the middle of the aisle. She never actually urinated. She faked it. Remember? She didn't uh, actually do it. These are the trash. These are some, It turns out a lot of dumb people do fly mm-hmm. and do dumb things on aircrafts. And that so. leads us to a lot of trash of the day. I had no such problems on either of my flights. I'm glad we didn't. I know which flight this would have happened on. It would have been the flight back based off of uh, just the whole setup of everything. And there was one lady on our flight back on the red eye from Vegas that she was yelling at people because we weren't. She wanted all of us to to be amped up. She was also pissed about her luggage. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about this. She was Super mad. There was some like scuffs on her brand new luggage. luggage. It is nice luggage. Um, Um, I think it was like. it was nice luggage, but not like thousands of dollars worth of luggage. No, 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 no. It, nice. was, it wasn't Louis, but it was like one of those like, like you know, one of those like slightly more premium brands, I feel like. Was I it like DKN something? Yeah, or yeah, DKNY or something. Ah, anyway. It, I think it might have whatever. been that. That sounds it, it, right. It was pink. I, re- I remember it. Anyway, so she was. Mad. we landed at KCI and we're waiting at the badge claim and she grabs her bag and she's with another lady or whatever. And she's like, look at this. Look at this. He said, they, they, don't, they don't have any care for anybody's property. And it had like a black scuff on it. Hey, this is what happens with the luggage. It's not going to be pristine. I was going to say. thrown hey, on airplanes. Someone says luggage is expensive. I know, but I also just accept the fact that if I check a bag, it's going to come back a little dirty. We're not taking care of it. Like, it's, it's the same thing. Look, we, you buy a brand new pair of tennis shoes, and the first scuff you get on it, it pisses you off. It sucks. Right? It pisses you off, the first scuff. So I, I, I get a certain extent what she's saying, but also that won't be the last scuff. But you, if, if you just bought the luggage, I'm sure it's irritating that right away. You buy the new shoe, you get a scuff. You bought a brand new car, and then three months in, you find out someone scraped your car. It pisses you off the first time. Then the next time it's scraped, you're not quite as upset. Yeah. That's just, I mean, so I, I understand a little bit. But she was getting a little loud. She's getting a little loud about it. That was a really good analogy. Thank you. That's the trash of the day. <laughs> I won't pick any airport ones tomorrow. I feel bad for Monday. whichever baggage agent had to handle her, though. Mm, yeah. It's going to be a lot. Yeah. All right. I, mean, I feel, She definitely was going to complain. <laughs> that definitely is happening. Yeah. All right. Up next, Chiefs Red Half Hour. We'll get back to the top priorities for the Chiefs this offseason. Why not? A little early look at that next on Cody and Gold. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's better over here. 
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Chiefs Kingdom. This is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold. Every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour. We'll get into uh, some of the things that Travis Kelsey had to say on his New Heights podcast about his future in Kansas City. And one thing that should make you feel better about uh, how one day, whenever his career ends, how it will end and what that would look like. That's coming up in about 12 minutes or so. We already discussed Legereus Sneed and Chris Jones and heard from uh, Legereus Sneed on the Kay Adams show when he was asked by Kay Adams, what would you say to Brad Veach? And he simply said, pay me, pay me over and over, which is, hey, it's exactly sure. right. They're going to have to pay him or at least franchise tag him. If I were to ask you, and knowing this could shift based off of what they do in free agency or what they're going to announce in the next week or two of, of where things are trending, top of the list, 913-586-7610, top of the list for this offseason, how would you list the top three things they have to do? Number one is what? It's tough because... Sneed and or Jones are number one and or two, maybe one and two. If you think there's a shot at um, getting them both at the same time, but let's just face the reality that there's some combination of one and two. One guy that I think is skyrocketed up my list is tranquil because Willie Gay could be gone because they haven't drafted another linebacker necessarily to replace me. Even though Chanel is playing well, but they run three or four linebackers deep. Drew tranquil, the leadership stuff he brought in, not just because he was fun at the parade and the best interview at that, but because of what he was able to do anytime they needed somebody else to do something different for this roster. Tranquil is way up at the top of my list. Below wide receiver, below offensive tackle, sure. Like those are things that still probably get more priority. But for the guys that are currently on their roster, once we get past Snead and Chris Jones, I'd like Tranquil back the most. Yeah, Tranquil is someone that's going to cost you some more, but they should find a way uh, to, to bring him back in the fold. It sounds like every indication he really, really loves Kansas City. Not, I'm, this was, Can't blame him. He this showed was, one year, and then they... This was before his comments saying this is much better than L.A. at the parade or whatever. Which I did enjoy. Uh, which was, yeah, was a great line from, from him. But going back to pre-Super Bowl, uh, there was a lot of indication. We had Chase Daniel on, on the show. He talked about how... Uh, much tranquil really really generally uh, likes Kansas City and, and the fit for him and so I, I'm with you that's a priority at the top though num- number one going away for me is Legereus Sneed that is my number one contract I need to resolve if I was the general manager Legereus Sneed either through a tag and let's talk this out for the next couple months or, hey, you know what? We are not 100% sure we want to give you the long-term deal because we know we're going to have to pay McDuffie in a year or two but we'll tag you. We, we'll guarantee ourselves one more year of play. Let's see how that goes. Uh, and then we'll make a decision next up. One, that is the priority one way or the other. Number one. Number two, like, duh, it's keeping Chris Jones. I'm trying to balance the he should be a priority, but also in my mind recognizing it's, in, to me, not realistic. It's so it's not. Seed is easy because, like, there's an easy path to keep him even if it's not an extension. With Chris yeah. Jones, it's harder. So number one is Snead. I guess we'll, we could put Chris Jones, too. I just, I just view it a little bit differently. After that, I think... 
you know, it's not just retaining some pieces, but I actually think number three has to be going out and uh, acquiring another wide receiver, whether that involves a trade, whether it's free agency, whether it is the draft. That is the third most important thing after the first two that I mentioned there. And I'm, I, by the way, I, I think all three would work. I, I don't think you have to solely go and, and sign a big-time free agent wide receiver. I don't think when you if you do that, that it means you don't draft one. I, I think there's multiple options. I think a trade is in play, maybe, if, if that's the best offer for you. We can get into, as time goes on the next couple weeks, specific names of wide receivers. There's plenty of time for that. We've all heard the Mike Evans name and, and others. But that's the third priority for me after LeJarius the, name. The reason why they're the wide receivers lower on my priority list, and it's been in years. Do you know how many times I've come on this air since we've been doing this show? And said, I desperately wanted the Chiefs to just go trade up in the top 10 and get Julio Jones and just make their power play and go get a Dunze and move on with their life is Rasheed Rice showed me enough that I'm willing to find out next year how much more is hiding behind that. You know, he was almost a thousand yard wide receiver. He was not their number one wide receiver till halfway through the year. I think a really good offseason wide receiver plan would be as follows. Rasheed Rice goes in thinking you're your one. You get an established, stable wide receiver that is a two, maybe like a Tyler Boyd or level of that player, someone who's going to be for $8 million a year. And then you draft one no later than the third round, ideally maybe second. And that's how you allocate resources to wide receiver versus the previous years. I would have said, go up into the top 15 and get a guy or go sign the Mike Evans or the T Higgins or the guys that you know are coming in being your number one target. Yeah, no, it's not with you. I mean, I, it's number three on priority, but I'm not disagreeing with you on yeah. how to go I about doing it. I prioritize tackle first. Yeah. I might prioritize See, the I think depth guys the... that I like, like Tranquil, ahead of it. Because wide receiver seems like it's a fairly easy solution to me this offseason. That it, that's a Dude. plan I'm comfortable with. I'm surprised to hear the shift. Uh, is this just the 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 feeling of coming off the Super Bowl and MVS catching a touchdown and McCall Harmon catching one and it's like, hey, it doesn't freaking matter? Because this is I, I don't want to I, I don't think we should forget how we felt for 95 percent of the season oh, yeah. about the wide receiver room. The biggest complaint that we got on the text line all year was how could Brett Veach not sign Odell Beckham Jr., DeAndre Hopkins, and all that. So I don't think that suddenly. It. We should act as if they're, well, they just kind of just just get a decent guy and they'll be fine. I know that's not entirely what you're saying, but I think it still has to absolutely be a top three priority for this football team. They don't have to go and get the best receiver on the market. No, but it has to be a combination of, of multiple pieces to resolve this wide receiver room because, yeah, we love what we're seeing from Rasheed Rice. Um, after that, I still think at camp there's a chance Sky Moore at least makes it to camp, and then we'll see where they go. I would cut Tony. I would cut MVS. Um, I would bring back Justin Watson as my fifth wide receiver. But then, yes, I would go look at a, at a free agent wide receiver. It doesn't have to be the top-tier one, but a decent free agent wide receiver. And then I would still be willing to spend one of my first two picks on a wide receiver. Um, if we're actually going to go down the – what should they do at pick 32, which we'll do a hundred times before yeah. we get to the draft. We got time. Uh, Not as much time as we uh, used to have. What do we this, got? Like six weeks, 60 something days, 68 yeah. days or something like that. Um, so we'll have time for that. But, I, I do think left tackle has to be a serious consider. I know it's not sexy. I get it. I know you wait till pick 32. You want a skill position player, but they don't have a long-term solution at left tackle. And maybe, maybe it's in free agency. They go, go that route, but they need to have a stable left tackle for the next four years, three to four years and not have to play musical chairs every single offseason for a left tackle. I, you know, not that everything doesn't come up chiefs anyway. It just so happens that, I mean, legitimately consensus across the board, the 
like two of the deepest positions in this year's draft, according to everyone, every single draft expert on the planet, tackle and wide receiver. Like, I don't know how it just like perfectly lands in your lab that way, hmm. knowing that that's what you need, but easily. And Drew will back me up because he follows college even more. Two of the consensus deepest positions in this year's draft are those two. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, high-profile offensive linemen who are going in the first round. Wide receiver, of course, we've talked about it before. So there will be enough options where the Chiefs could stay at 32 and still get a quality wide receiver or offensive lineman. They wouldn't feel pressured yeah. to move up and get somebody before they get drafted. They you also know, might just go Wanye Morris and surprise us all and instead spend that first-round pick on a defensive lineman to maybe replace Chris Jones being absent or going wide receiver because that's what they like. That scenario is where if you, if you were to tell me that they spent a second or third round pick on a left tackle and brought that left tackle in to compete with Wanya yeah. Morris, I think that, again, it's a deep draft. I, I think that could work. I, I don't think we saw enough to feel great about Wanya Morris just being plugged in at left tackle and he's, he's given the job and he's, he's your guy. I think he needs somebody to compete with, whether it's another draft pick or a you Donovan go, Smithy you, veteran you go type, sign, whatever. Yeah. You go sign another veteran, but wouldn't it be nice to have a long-term answer at left tackle for when I say long-term, it's the NFL. I'm not talking seven years. I'm talking like three to four years at left tackle to where you're set. You feel like Juwan Taylor. I know there were moments where we were a struggle. I would like to think in an off season at right tackle, he can re kind of construct how he plays to, sure. to where the penalties are a problem. And to his credit in, in the postseason, they didn't have holding penalties. So zero and, in the, and the false start thing really wasn't a problem. Yeah. Zero in the Super Bowl. We'll get oh to that later. God, I can't um, just the idiots. The idiots on yeah. Twitter who can't conspiracy help themselves. theories. Yeah. yeah. Crazy weirdo conspiracy theories. We do admit that part of the big part of the draft is going to come down to what happens with Chris Jones, because you and I both know that if they don't have Chris Jones or Mike Dana defensive line is way up at the top of the need list. I don't think Chris Jones shouting at the podium <laughs> that he's not going anywhere <laughs> means that he's a hundred percent coming back. But I do think that Chris Jones feels the way we feel about it, which is I desperately think he wants to stay in Kansas City. I think he wants to find a deal that keeps him in Kansas City. Based on these comments alone, I do feel that way. I got on this stage last year, and I was like, run it back, run it back, run it back. But you know what? It's a three pay. I need three of those things, baby. We ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. Kansas City, we will be back here next year. And for those who want Chris Jones go, I ain't going nowhere, baby. Woo! I will be here this year, next year, and the year. Celebrate, baby. We are world champions again. I told you right after the game, I do think that there'd be part of me, especially if I was Chris Jones. I'd have won three Super Bowls with this team. I know sometimes people are like, no, it's easier. Not if you're back-to-back champions. Isn't it hard to leave a team in which you have a chance to do something that no other team in NFL history has done in three-peat? Gotta be hard to leave. Sure. And I, I think deep down, if you were being honest, just on the surface, uh, or not deep down, but on the surface, I think the Chiefs want him back. I think he wants to be back. I think LeJarrius Sneed wants to be back. I think the Chiefs want LeJarrius Sneed back. I think those are all true statements. 
Uh, but is Chris Jones willing to actually take a number that he knows he could beat on the open market? And maybe considerably. Like, that has to be part of the equation, I think, for him to be back. And I'm not telling him, like, he's, hey, if he chooses to leave that, oh, my gosh, what a, you know, how, how could you do that? No, I mean, everybody's got to take care of themselves financially. Uh, but I, I don't believe he can ask for what he asked for last offseason or the Chiefs can offer what they offered last season for Chris Jones to suddenly say, yeah, I'm good. I, I think there's going to have to be even more maneuvering going forward. Because if you if you have Chris Jones, then what we're asking at wide receiver, what we're saying about Legereus Snead gets way, way tougher. And I think there'll be some restructures. They could restructure Mahomes again to move around some cap space. Um, depending sure. on who they cut, remember, they got $20 million or so free right now. If they cut MVS and some others, all of a sudden there's there's some more dead cap uh, that that comes into play as well, or would be still dead cap that comes into play. Sure. Uh, but th- there's scenarios where we all know they're experts at finagling the cap and they can figure out the things the cap is going to go up and all that. But I, I don't know. I, I, Chris Jones, that statement that he had and, and speech, it all plays well. We all love it. It sounds great. Um, but I think reality sets in when it comes down to real deadlines and, and actually talking numbers. But the one thing that sometimes I guess we forget in these negotiations, like Chris Jones, your agents work for you, man. If you want to yeah, stay in like, Kansas City, your, your agents work for you. Tell them to find the number that the Chiefs can live with. Because, again, it's not like the Chiefs didn't offer a competitive contract. They offered the man $30 million a year. This is the same thing with Tyreek. At the time they'd offered Tyreek Hill the contract, they offered to make him the highest-paid wide receiver mm-hmm. in all the NFL. Just so happens Devontae Adams decided to jump that number, $5 million per year, and that Tyreek Hill wanted to go back. There is a number for Chris Jones, and it made very clear. This is the mistake I had made in the initial dealing. Gold, it's very clear to me that the Chiefs' concern with Chris Jones is not the amount of money he makes per year. It's about the number of years in which they have to pay him. Get the man back on a three-year contract that could be exited after two, which is he wanted three that could be exited after four. We understand that. There's a big difference between those two from a financial security perspective. Find a three-year deal that is ejectable after two if needed for the Chiefs, and he'll be back here with a chance to go for the three-peat. And honestly, I'm going to feel a lot better about their chances at 3 Of course. If Chris Jones is back. Why wouldn't I? He's one of the best playoff performers this team has. No, where you, we, we talked about this in August and September at the time when there was a report, right, that the Chiefs offered three years for $74 million. And, and we know there's funny money that are involved in all these type of deals that get reported. And I remember talking to you on this show, and bef- this was when we were wondering if he was going to sit out week one against Detroit. He ultimately sat out against week one. Yeah. And and I think you can remember wrong, and I don't know if you'll have the same feeling going forward. And this is different because they they're not going to tag him because the money would not make sense. I think at that point you said if they couldn't get a long term deal, you would have just traded him during the season. I would have. Okay. If I thought there was no way to get it done, I would have been like, well, okay, you know, like one year felt like a big risk. And putting we, all your and eggs in one basket. Look, they won the Super we, Bowl. We so talked they made about the right choice at but. the time. We talked about it, and and, and we we were saying, and I said if they want to win a Super Bowl though. Can they win one without Chris Jones? I remember having that very conversation on the show, and my answer was no. And we'll never know could they have won I mean, without him. Yeah, we can't prove but one I, way or the I, other. I, but I, I'll be Turns honest. Out Chris I, Jones was a pretty important I, player in the Super Bowl run. I would because argue of defense. I would argue, like while we can't technically prove it, I would say the fact they were the number one defense in football and they won a lot on the backs of their defense. I would argue to me it kind of did show. But it's that weird they can't because win. like it'd be like what would they have gotten in compensation? What players? You know, like I don't who know. knows, right? I, I don't know. All I'll say is. Um, they, I think they you made have a strong right, argument for it. They made the right decision and how it ultimately played out. And 
you know, for them going forward, I, I still think ultimately uh, the best decision, if if the three-year $74 million was not good enough, I, I don't know what's going to be good enough this offseason. Some people were mentioning, can you get him to sign a one-year deal? If you're Chris Jones, why on earth would you sign the one-year deal? He just wouldn't sign the three. Why would he yeah. sign the one? More yeah. bad advice from his agents? I mean, it, it just wouldn't make any sense. And he would have to just decide to do it just to be a nice person and to come back for a three-year What's one year look like? He just, with incentives, made up to $25 million on a one-year deal. They're not. They're not signed to a one-year, thirty-two million dollar contract. Honestly, it's bad for the Chiefs too. I don't like. I know that that sounds silly, but it is harder for them financially to do it that way than to give them a three-year deal or a two-year deal. Sure. With dummy years at the end, where you can be more flexible with the price tag. Giving him one year means you just owe him that money, unless you're going to add all those dummy years, like what happened with uh, who? Whose deal was it that recently somebody signed? Maybe it's Odell Beckham's or whatever. Where it's like. A one- or two-year deal, and there's like four false years on the back end. But there's been a couple of contract things that the Chiefs just straight up haven't done that way. And I don't know why they would do Chris Jones that way, because in that situation, the cap can still technically catch up with you. And that's where you run into these problems. We're going to keep you up to date on any news that may come out, by the way, about the parade stuff. Earlier today, it was announced that there's only one child still left in the care at the hospital for children's mercy after they spoke. So if we if there is any more news on that or who they're trying to charge, we're definitely going to keep you up to date on that. We do know as part of the parade festivities yesterday, Travis Kelsey tried to sing some Garth Brooks and change the lyrics a little bit. I'm about 95% convinced that Taylor Swift <laughs> probably helped him write those lyrics. But even more interesting than that, him on New Heights, he had talked about something that I think absolutely factors into this. And then Patrick Mahomes doubled down on this on a national radio interview, which when he was asked about Andy Reid retiring. Travis Kelsey made it very clear in New Heights when he was talking about his incident with him and Andy Reid where he bumped into him, who's yelling at it. And by the way, he said, I can't. He's like, I, I got to keep it cooler than that. Like, I can't go to that level, even though. And, and Jason Kelsey said what we said. Their level of relationship is what allows that moment to happen and for neither party to let it unravel from there. But he said in New Heights that he would never play for another coach besides Andy Reid. And I 1,000% believe that. Travis Kelsey will either play for Coach Reed or he will be retired. He's not going anywhere else. Don't you agree with that? Yeah, That's now, a strong it, statement by him. And now you have to wonder, will they both go out at the same time? I mean, whenever that, you know, we, we've talked, is it well, another a big transition here for the Chiefs? Huh? Is it another year? Is that three years from now? I mean, is it, I, I would like to think that that doesn't happen because to me, it's more likely that Andy's coaching in four years than it is Kelsey's playing in four years. You and I have differed on that, but I, I think it's more likely right now, if you were to tell me four years from now, who's yeah. on the team, I think it's the coach, not the player, just based off of, obviously, Andy in age doesn't impact him the same way it would the football player getting older. Yeah. Um, it's but, easier to keep coaching later than play. Right, for obvious reasons. But I, I, will, I would say that, um, yes, it doesn't seem like Travis Kelsey would ever be the type of player that would finish his last year randomly in Atlanta um, for a final year or two of, of, of his career. I just, no, I, I can't see it. How could he do it at this point? You get to be one of the few players in the NFL who actually gets to play your entire career for one team. I do think that his, like, I'll only play for Andy would have been like a little bit like the Tom Brady thing. This is never going to happen now because of how much winning Andy Reid is doing. But if Andy Reid was like coaching a different team for some reason, I think Travis would consider it then. I just think he understands that Andy was the guy who took the chance on him. Andy's the guy who helped him mature. And he's not going to play for another guy outside of that. The the Patrick thing I was talking about, the national interview, by the way, he had said he's like, he's like, oh, I, no, I'm trying to convince both of them to play play and coach for as long as I can. 
He's like, I'm talking to Tammy. He's like, I got to keep Travis here as long as I can. He knows his job and part of Travis or part of Patrick Holmes job is, is to convince Andy Reid to be his coach for as long as possible. And to convince his wife, Tammy, to let him coach for as long That's as the, possible. That right there is the I'm key. I'm dead serious. That is a she, real part of this she, conversation that absolutely matters. She's a huge part of the equation. Andy's wife on this. Like that, that's don't underestimate. I mean, you can speak to that with your wife. Oh, like dude, don't anybody underestimate. Anybody who's in a long yeah, relationship could talk yeah, about that. Don't underestimate that factor in, into what he decides to do or doesn't decide to do long term. The good news is we know they're both back next year. Let's enjoy that part and we'll worry about the future after that. Go for that. the three P together. Uh, that's exactly what they're going to have a chance to do. All right. Coming up next, we'll get to what's trending. We do have new information coming in just now in the last couple of minutes about charges that have been filed against two teenagers uh, related to the shooting at Union Station. We'll get you that information coming up next here on Cody and Gold. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.